Welcome to the Divine Mindset Society, where female entrepreneurs and professionals come to set clear intentions to reach their goals and dreams in life. I'm your host, Pamela Simon. Let's get started. Today, we will be talking about the topic of confidence versus competence. I am very excited about this. This is something that affects women every day. Um, but today, instead of you just hearing me talk, I have a special guest. And our special guest is Galen Ferguson. And I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, Galen. Thanks for coming. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. I'm Galen Ferguson. I'm founder of Ritz Productions, and I help small businesses and entrepreneurs reach, speak to, and convert clients online effortlessly with live events. So she's going to be here, um, of course, because she is a female entrepreneur, um, and she's probably dealt with a lot of these topics and the things that we're going to talk about. And so she's going to help us tease out some things for you guys to think about. So make sure to get out your notebooks and pens um, and take down some of this great information. So Galen, let's start off with some statistics. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought this was very interesting, all these things that I um, ran across when I was, you know, researching and getting ready for this topic. Um, so in 2020 and 21, the academic year, women made up to 59.5% of college students and men were only 40%. Um, I found that on market watch and I thought that was very, um, intriguing because, you know, that means women have a lot more credentials than men. There's more women going out there, getting the education. I also was looking at score.org when they talked about how the education gap over the last 40 years, they've been looking at this, this topic for years. And over mm -hmm. the last 40 years, um, women have increased in the two and four year college um, as far as graduates. So women were 65% and men 59%. So as you can see, yeah, that's huge, right? As you can see, the women are getting um, a lot of their credentials, right? Um, and they're they're exceeding men. Um, but as we start to talk, you'll see it doesn't necessarily translate. And we'll talk about some reasons why possibly it doesn't translate. Um, I also like to look at, um, this, this report that they do each year. And I looked at women in the workplace for 2020 and it basically said, though women are gaining momentum in education, as we just saw over men, it doesn't necessarily translate into practice. So there's growth, but not much growth, you know, as far as in the workplace, um, when you look at entry level to C-suite women remain in the minority. Um, and there could be several reasons why. Um, and this was very interesting to me. For every 100 men that are promoted, there are only 85 women promoted. So, again, we have more education, you know, more of us mm -hmm. are getting educated, but less of us are getting promoted into those higher levels. So, Not I thought that was, <laughs> I know, exactly, exactly. So... This is one of the questions that I wanted to bring up first. Okay. So if women are more competent, why isn't it translating? Why do you think it's not translating into the workforce, into entrepreneurship and, and other things? 
I would say it is uh, belief. Um, women believe that, you know, men can do more. You know, there's that old, I won't say like feminism, but it's just that old belief that men are stronger and, you know, bigger and better and just because of that they deserve you know more money um and you just <laughs> killed that with those yes. statistics <laughs> i mean we are out educating um outperforming men so why aren't the dollars matching exactly. our efforts yeah and and i'm out here in this world you know and um in this corporate world and i, I work in federal government but you know i see that as well um, it's not as, I guess in, in the federal world, it's a little different because where we're seeing the issue is not necessarily in, um, pay gap because, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a GS, whatever, whatever step, you're going to make the same amount as, you know, the male counterpart, right. but where we don't see it is where we're getting to the higher levels is mm -hmm. where women in the higher levels, um, they're not get promoted. And, and you'll hear them say a lot about the good old boys club, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so women aren't getting there because they would rather hire a male counterpart that doesn't have all of the credentials um, because they're comfortable with them. Um, they're confident and they put in for the jobs. Um, so some other things that I thought about when I was thinking about this was um, kind of just what I said, good old boys club more men are at higher levels. So they're the hiring authorities and they're hiring what they're comfortable with, right? Yeah. Um, some men are intimidated by strong women. So yeah. even if you have the credentials, they won't hire you. That That's just some of the things that I think of why they're not, but there's tons of other things that I'm gonna talk about <laughs> of why we also aren't doing it. So. I went last night and just was writing down some things that I was thinking about. Okay. Um, again, why aren't women getting these jobs? It may not just be because of the things that we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Men are intimidated and they're just not hiring us, even though we have it. It could be things like, what if we aren't willing to sacrifice time with our family? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what if we're not being assertive enough? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where the confidence come in. Um, what if we're not confident in our credentials? Mm. You have them, but what if you're not confident about them? Right? Yes. So, um, I have a friend, she just had a baby and she wants to get promoted, but now that she has her baby, she's like, I'm comfortable with the amount of time that I'm allowed to put into my job and it allows me to do, you know, spend the time with my, my baby. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about if I put in for the higher levels, how much time that's going to take away from her. Yes. And a lot of men don't think about that. Right. Is they that don't have to. Dealt with? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that something that you have? Uh, and it's not that they don't have to though. Right. Because they have kids just like we do. Yeah. Um, but they're dependent on the woman to take care of it. And they just don't think about it as much. They're just as, you know, responsible for that child as you are. Exactly. <laughs> they feel like that old adage, right? The, mm -hmm. the mom 
the female should be taking care of the house and the child. And if she decides to work, she still needs to do those things. And I'm just going to go out and do my work. Yes. Yeah. That reminds me of, I don't have kids, so uh, I don't have that issue, but it reminds me of that episode on, um, you remember that show Sex in the City? Um, One of the women, Miranda, she was a lawyer and she was, I think she had just gotten partner and they were always kind of, you know, quiet her and exclude her and make it difficult for her because she wanted to take care of her son. She wanted to be there for her son's graduation, his recitals. And it was always an issue uh, with her taking time off or getting off early. Uh, you know, the fact that she was able to become partner and probably one of the only females to become partner in her firm, it was always an issue. She only had one son. She was a single parent. But it was always an issue for her. And they just made it so difficult if she requested a weekend off or to get off early. And so even if you are able to get to that next level, it's still a challenge when you do make it like they expect you to not be with your family, not take care of your kids like your work is your life. (laughs) It's crazy. Yep, You have to you, they want you to do the same thing they do. They don't have to worry about it because their wife is at home or yes. their female counterpart is expected to do it. And why do you have to do it? Right. Because right. you're the only one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to do it. So, yeah, you brought that's a good point that you brought up. And the fact that they're playing, putting these things into TV shows means that it is a problem that needs to be um, brought out. Mm-hmm. Um. Then another thing that I thought about, right, with the confidence mm-hmm. in these jobs, um, people aren't put, I, and it's, this is something I've done too. Like I'll look at a job announcement and I will look at every line and scrutinize and be like, oh, I could do this, this and this. But yeah. that one thing, I'm not sure I can learn it, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily have the experience in it. Right. Right. Where male right. will look at that same job announcement. <laughs> And be like, I can't do these five things, but I can do these three. I'm just going to put in for it anyway. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then they get in there and because they've already beat you out because they put in for it. Mm -hmm. Right. They got into the interview. They might have interviewed against three or four other people. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them could be women. And that confidence is what came through in the interview and what got them, not the credentials the confidence. Yeah. So we have to think about those two things, right? We, mm-hmm. we have to stop scrutinizing ourselves the same because our male counterparts aren't doing the same thing and they're exactly. still rising. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. How far uh, back does that go? I mean, when you think about it, when we were in school, you know, we were taught not to brag, you know, it's kind of rude or arrogant to think highly of ourselves. We were taught to be humble. And then it goes a step further with women. You know, what did our mothers teach us? Our mothers taught us to be polite, to be, you know, extra feminine, extra prissy, extra, you know, quiet, be seen and not heard. Like we take those things that we learned as a child and we bring them into our careers. And when it's time to ask for the money to negotiate, 
create and ask for our worth, we still carry on those things that we were taught in school and taught as a child, you know, be humble. And um, men are not being humble. <laughs> they're going for what they want, even if they're not qualified for it. And you just gave the statistics that women are highly educated and um, uber successful, have super credentials on top of credentials, and they still don't ask for the sale. And could it be because of what we were taught as a child to be humble, not, you know, brag and not ask for more than we need? Could that possibly be it? It could. I absolutely agree. We were taught those things. But internally, when we don't do it, we beat ourselves up and like, (laughs) how did that person get that job? Well, they Mm -hmm. put in for it. He doesn't even have the credentials, but he put in for it Mm -hmm. and he's confident about it. And they took that over credentials. So we just have to start, like you said, um, looking at our work and Mm -hmm. we have to stop holding ourselves back. And I was saying, you know, last week, my podcast was about get out of your own head, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Our thoughts hold us hostage. You know, we beat ourselves up and bully ourselves before we even get into the gate to get ready for the race, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we we have to stop doing that. We have to start building ourselves up and um, understanding that we are worthy and Mm -hmm. that we can do these things, the same things that men can do. We can. And like you said, the statistics says that we have the credentials. We can do it. We just have to put ourselves out there mm-hmm. and get out of the fear of it. So something else that I ran across, and this was a man that wrote a, um, a story in Forbes in 2019. And it's kind of about the confidence versus credentials, I mean, or, or um, versus confidence. He said that a lot of times women won't be assertive enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we were to take any lesson from a man, be more assertive. But yes. keep everything else, right? Everything mm-hmm. else that we as women carry, keep that, but add assertiveness in, right? Mm-hmm. Because those things make good leaders so things like nurturing and like you said humility being humble all of those things make great leaders um but what we're missing is that assertiveness piece Mm -hmm. if we add that little bit in that might just get us across that line right Mm -hmm. so we have to definitely do that and start to uh be more assertive and and find ways to um get to the level of our male counterparts. Yeah. Um, And other things that I found out, you know, what we've started to do is out of necessity, instead of continuing to try to get to the higher levels of these organizations that are overlooking us. Mm -hmm. um, Because even though we talked about all these reasons why some women may not be putting in for these jobs or could Mm -hmm. not be getting to certain levels, some women are really working hard to get to those levels. I'm one of them, right? I'm trying to get to the next level, which is the executive level. I'm one step away from it, right? Mm-hmm. But it took me a while to get mm-hmm. to the level I am now, the level right below executive, right? Mm-hmm. It took me quite a bit because even though my male counterparts were saying, you work hard, your work ethic's great, you, you know, you're ready for that 15, just put in for it. I just kept getting overlooked in all those jobs. What we find people doing is, or women doing is, 
going out and starting their own businesses mm-hmm. so that they can allow women to get to those levels, right? Help women break through those barriers. Yeah. But at the same time, um, though there are more women out there right now, um, and again, there's more women um, starting businesses, especially over the last year with COVID, year mm-hmm. and a half with COVID, stepping out there doing these things and it's building their confidence, we're still um, at a disadvantage because we're going against these men in the same business space. Mm-hmm. And they are working with other men, right? right? And though there are a few men that are stepping out saying there need to be more people at the table, more women at the table, um, you know, and making way for women, there aren't enough yet. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Well, I can talk all day day on that because I am a business owner and um, I'm not in a corporate world. And I I honestly believe that, you know, um, when you're competing for the same amount of salary and competing for those high level jobs, to me, entrepreneurship is the answer to uh, the wealth gap, not equal pay, not uh, increasing the um, minimum wage, even though it gets to be increased, it needs to be increased, but that's not the best solution for me. One of the best solutions for that is creating your own income, creating your own opportunity and becoming an entrepreneur. Because when you become an entrepreneur, you are no longer, there's no longer a, a cap on the amount you can make. There's nobody telling you what level you can and you can't get to what you qualify you for you get to set the standards you get to create your income there's no limit for income on imagination of creativity and you get to be as creative and imaginative as you want to be with your value your skills and what you want to create within your business so I'm all for (laughs) entrepreneurship when it you know, if you had to choose and a lot of women that I work with, they are transitioning from corporate to entrepreneurship because of all these things that you stated today. Um, the, you know, the pay gap, the the wealth gap, the the opportunities that you miss, even though you're highly educated and you have all the credentials, you have all the competence, you outperform your male counterparts and you still can't get in. I mean, you're doing everything. You're staying late. You're going in early. You're doing all of these extra certifications to get even more qualified. You're taking on jobs that's not in your job description. And you get to the point where you're ready to get a promotion and get to the next level and you're super qualified. But then um, your male counterpart, Josh, gets the position because Josh's dad works with your boss on the golf course. So he got in when you were really qualified and he got in because he was the boss's best friend's son. So, I mean, that's like a slap in the face. So I'm all for you know, starting your own business, creating your own opportunities when you feel like you're not getting what you're worth in your career. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it allows us the opportunity to open doors for other women, right? So yes, exactly. We can give them the the funding that they're looking for in corporate world yeah. and other places they can get. Um, we give them the opportunities to grow and, and utilize the credentials that they've already gotten, right? Mm-hmm. Um and when you're in a space that allows you to grow and feel a part of, um, you help that whole organization grow, right? Yes, yes. Grow together. It's a family, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm there with everything that you just said. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was Thank so you. awesome. Um, our list, the listeners are going to love that. Um, 
But yeah, I just really wanted to talk about this topic because I just feel like it's something that we don't talk about enough. And as women, we should be building each other up and helping yeah. each other to see these things mm-hmm. so that we can move past them. So I really am glad that you joined me today to talk about this. No problem. Um, <laughs> yes, I love this topic, like confidence over competence. And I just want to say, um, if we still have time, I just want to add one thing that I do um, in my business that can women can do in their in their careers when they're ready for, you know, promotion or interview again to that next level. One of the things I used to struggle with when I was doing sales, because in business, you are in business to make money. You don't make money without clients. You don't have clients without getting sales. So what I did before I got on a sales call or before I got ready to pitch, I would have like this little black book uh, to remind me of everything that I was uh, that I have accomplished, even just compliments that people had given me, you know, things that I did really great in things that I won, things that I discovered, things that I achieved. I would write it down down in this little black book, like that old player's book where you get phone numbers. I would have a little tiny book just like that. And I would read it to myself before I got on the call because I used to have this challenge of saying, okay, here's what I can do for you. Here's how I can get your results. And I would just pause when it came time to say, okay, and this is the fee. You know, this is how much it costs. This is what it looks like to work with me. I will always struggle with just saying it out loud because it seemed like it was a lot. (laughs) It was more than I ever asked for um, before. It's more than I ever gotten in my career, my nine to five job. And I would just struggle with that. So what helped me with that was I would have a little black book of confidence reminders, you know, just reminding me of what I am capable of doing. And I'll read it to myself before I ever got on the call so that maybe that can be something that you can do incorporate right before an interview, right before a promotion, when you want to negotiate your salary, you know, remind yourself of things you have accomplished in that career, in your um, career lifespan, or in that one job. What all have you done? What have you brought to the table? What results have you gotten? Just read it out loud before you go into that room and ask for the sales so you can ask for it confidently. I love that. I hope y'all wrote that tip down because I'm writing it down. That was awesome. (laughs) I love that. I love that, Galen. Thank you so much. Thank you for um, providing that. So if they wanted, if um, the listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that? And what do you have going on right now? Well, I have an event coming up. Um, It is for people who want to launch a a product or service or start a business. It's called Purpose to Profit Live. It's a two-day virtual event where I show you how to literally get sales and get started in your business using your own unique story. And that's a lot of times the thing that blocks us, the stories that we create in our own head. So I got to listen to your last podcast about getting out of your own head because a lot of times we create those stories of us not being good enough which blocks us from getting those opportunities um so that purpose to profit live event is really for you know how to create the story to get you to the next level in your business and in your life and you can use it even for your career so if you want to um register for that event go to bit.ly forward slash purpose to profit life thank you thank you and Um, everything will be in the show notes. So make sure to look down below um, once you uh, listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time with me. I hope we can do this again. This was awesome. Um, I'm glad we met and we're able to connect. And um, yeah, and so I look forward to working with you in the future. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you, guys. 
Hey guys, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Divine Mindset Society. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go out and subscribe and follow and also follow us on our social on IG and Facebook. Until then, continue to go out there and crush those goals.